Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast host. So I, I mentioned this last week that we are switching over now from Restream to Zoom for the time being. Restream is really good sound quality, but the problem is, and production value, but there's a lot of popping and snapping and cracking that's happening, and a lot of you all have noticed it. And so to ensure that we don't have that haphazardly happening, we're going to be going to Zoom. So the production elements are going to be going away just a bit, but the content will still stay there. So just that note to let you all know, same episodes, still stuff's coming five days a week, all that stuff, but that's going to change. So things will look a bit different. Hopefully they don't sound too different as well, but just want to alert you all to that change in quality. All right, Max Raymond and I are going to talk some Nats trade deadline stuff coming up next. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today, it is the 1st of August, 2022. We are just a little bit over 24 hours away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. We are speaking today with Max Raymond of District on Deck. Max, it is heating up. The Nats have just made a big trade, sending a massive, Hiri, massive trade, sending a Hiri Adrianza to the uh, back to the Braves in exchange for former Missouri Tiger. Uh, and all you know, actually, Trey Harris, a guy who was there when I was there, I got to call a bunch of Trey's games. So when that came across my timeline, I lit up. And actually, you sent it to me is where I saw it first. And I was like, oh, awesome. So uh, the Nats have gotten their trade deadline started uh, with a name that I don't think any of us thought we'd actually see get traded. Um, it's funny because I wrote an article about a week ago about uh, predicting the Nats lineup after the trade deadline. And I accounted for a bunch of trades and I actually had Adrianza starting at um like shortstop I think so this kind of immediately throws a wrench into that article so what's really funny it's like you know well and and this is this goes back to something we talked about like the market for guys like Michael Franco and Cesar Hernandez and Ahiri Adrianza I mean we we almost forget sometimes you know we we think generally to ourselves right Uh, why would somebody want this player they're not going very well well Think about that massive gap that has been left at second base for the Braves by the injury to Ozzy Albies, right? That is something they've been dealing with. And so they've tried different guys. Uh, I think Phil Gosselin was one guy they tried. He now is with the Angels. Um, they gave Robinson Cano a chance. Cano has been on the Mets, Padres, and Braves this season. So Cano played a decent amount of shortstop, uh, second base for them. And now they're going to get a Hiri Adrianza back. They're dropping Cano. But it's just kind of a reminder, Max, that like, while we, we might not see these guys as desirable, these teams might, you know, desire them because they've got gaps to fill. They're familiar with some of these guys. And some of these trades, you know, are, are the ones that can impact teams down the stretch. And the Braves are in a title chase right now. They and the Mets are just matching wins with wins right now. It's pretty impressive to watch those teams get after it. But that, that could be a huge move for them because they're trying to fill that void at second base. A few things that Nats fans need to look at it from the Braves' perspective. He was on the World Series team last year, so they're very familiar with him. Um, and he can play – I think he can play almost every infield position except for first base. And come playoff time, you're going to need that type of flexibility. Um, say someone goes down or someone gets ejected, something like that, and – you're like without a guy now. You can just flex Adrianza in. You're um, you're good. And teams don't you don't really play Adrianza for his bat, in my opinion. You play no. him for his glove. Right. I mean, yeah, the, the bat for him has been uh, ice cold. 
uh, <laughs> as, as of recently, but you had made some good points and, and we'll talk about one Soto now, cause that's all anybody wants to talk about. But uh, I thought Jesse already made a good point yesterday talking about how I know people are beginning to back off of the one Soto trade thing. Right. And um, you know, I think the nationals have had their hands so full with that. They've almost, it's been harder for them kind of to focus on everything else. You know, we have we've seen kind of a lack of moves so far from the nets, but is the worm turning on this? Do you think the momentum is shifting to, well, the nationals might keep him because here's, I thought about it like this and you and I talked about this. It's down to three teams, the Padres, the Cardinals and the Dodgers. If you waited until the off season, sure. You might have one year less of control you're giving away for, but you're still giving away for the right to resign him, which is really, you know, it's so much value in itself. Still one of the best hitters in the game, yada, yada, yada. But the market could reopen, right? More time for teams to decide, okay, with our roster, we're putting it together right now in the winter. Should we make this move? Is it time for us to go? I think that would open the market. And here's the thing too. There's a good chance the Padres, well, only one of the Padres, Dodgers, and Cardinals could win the World Series. And there's a chance that maybe not any of them do, right? So I think that the market for that, you know, could they could those teams could get even hotter for Soto after coming up short after this season. That might, 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 might want to make them go harder at him. I mean, the market will be there. It just kind of reiterates a point you and I have talked about. There's no need to rush this. No, not at all. I mean, from Nat's perspective, it's funny because everyone's saying, oh, his trade value will never be higher. Yes, you're gonna teams aren't gonna get him for three playoff pushes, only two. But as you said, um, come offseason, so many more teams are gonna be available to trade for him because now right now you only have a few weeks to make a decision if you are going all in on your season, right? But once the new season hasn't even started yet, and you might have the money to splurge on another bat like all right we're going all in we're going to trade all our prospects maybe like a texas rangers child no one expected right. them to spend 500 million last year on two players just about so maybe something like that comes up um like maybe tampa bay is like all right screw it like well it's time our wander franco <laughs> money's about to kick in like we're broke might as well go for it now or the brewers they're like we have two years left before Corbin Burns hits free agency. Like our window is now. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah, if from that perspective, you might not get what you want now, but come the off season, so many more teams are going to be interested. Yeah. And, and then you have the whole argument with ownership and they could keep them. Quick word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's locked on nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends from LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, is the best place to either find a job or find somebody for your job. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every single week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Because to me, and this has always been the point, this, there's, there's, that, there's so many factors there. The Nationals, you know, I know there's some reporting about the Nationals will make him one more offer, and if he says no, they'll trade him. To my knowledge and everybody else's knowledge, that's not happened yet. Uh-huh. right? That, that, I believe it's, that's kind of the state of affairs. That hasn't happened. So if there are all these dominoes to drop, unless somebody makes you the godfather offer, and I, I, I don't think they're going to get that godfather offer. I, I, I know, I just, well, like, 
the offer of all offers, right? I, I mean, teams are, you know, during the off season, you're going to have more time to pitch offers against offers and force some team's hand to make the, you know, make that deal maybe, uh, or maybe it's the same deal, you know, you would have gotten before. I don't know, but you know, to me, there is no reason to rush this unless you really believe that that third playoff push with Soto is the big difference because there is that factor, right? The Padres might not reach, probably won't re-sign him. Could be difficult for the Cardinals to re-sign him. The Dodgers, you know, I think they, should, they do have some money coming up, so actually they could make it happen, but uh, it could become more difficult for those teams to re-sign him. So I think that's a piece we haven't thought about. I mean, because Max, I always envisioned the Nats trading Juan Soto and him signing with that team. Mm-hmm. He could be swapping teams here for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, who was it? Mark Teixeira. He was traded to, I want to say, Atlanta, and then Atlanta traded him to the Angels before he ended up signing the Yankees. Uh, so, like, it's happened before right. with these superstars. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's not crazy to have there. Um, all right, so you worked on some trade proposal. Anything else on Soto before we move on? I mean, we've talked about it to death. Well, I mean, the only but other thing is uh, you and I were talking about before the show, the whole – Another reason I don't think he's going to get moves is because of the Luis Castillo trade. Like no one expected yes. the Mariners to get that type of or to give up that type of haul, and that's we're already asking for an arm and a leg. After seeing that Castillo trade, oh my God, they're going to be asking for even more. So as you said, that's why I expect the Soto trade not to happen now. And, and also, you know, it, it does pull the Mariners off the table, but also mm-hmm. in a way you said it kind of sets a market for them in a way. Once again, different kinds of players. But while there's fall off for the Mariners, it's also kind of the Nationals gain because there is some you know, expectation now. Uh, so let's get to this. You had the Juan Soto trade proposals mm-hmm. actual. So we'll, we'll stop, you know, talking about, you know, if you would trade or whatever, let's, let's talk about the actual hypotheticals if it happens. So now we know there's three candidates, a Cardinals trade. What do you think the Nationals would get in return if they so sent him to St. Louis? The proposals I made, I made them. Um, super expensive on purpose because I was writing this right as the Castillo trade went down. So I took in account for like the up in price. So I was like, if the Nats are going to trade Soto now for three whole playoff runs, you're aiming for the best you can. And so when I looked at the Cardinals, um, let me bring this up real quick. Yeah, I, I know the, I know. mentioned it was Matthew Libertor was in there, obviously, right? Uh, I actually didn't have Libertor because oh, you, oh. Uh, I went with – Nolan Gorman because I wanted one of their young pieces on their right. roster. Gorman was just called up and he got called up halfway through the season. So his service time hasn't even started yet. The main piece would be Jordan Walker, their top prospect, uh, Mason Wynn, and then Gordon Graceffo, which is three of their top six prospects. And then uh, MLB ready player. Interesting. So think- yeah. You, so you think the nationals would be looking for maybe at least uh, well, and be ready player doesn't necessarily mean, do you, do you think, you know, they're going to get somebody who's probably a young guy who's in the league currently, you know, I know you'd mentioned Dylan Carlson, but that is it that kind of a player you think the nationals will be um, to get in the all three of these proposals. That's what I came up with because that's what, I mean, they, Rizzo said himself on the junkies. He said they weren't just looking for prospects. They're looking for players that are MLB ready with uh, plenty of service time remaining. And each of these teams have that. So for the Cardinals, and I knew that everyone knows the Cardinals aren't going to give up two of three of um, Walker, Carlson, and Gorman. And a report came out today from uh, Jim Bowden of The Athletics saying that the Cardinals are trying to build a package around Carlson and Gorman. And in my opinion, no deal with the Cardinals happens without their top prospect, Walker. It just it should not happen. That's malpractice on Rizzo's side if a deal he gets uh, gives up Soto without getting him back. Um, but, yeah, no uh, – Carlson has 
four years of arbitrary uh, mm -hmm. control left, and then um, Gorman has six, which is by the time that Nats are ready, that matches up yeah, with the window. Fine. They should be mm -hmm. fine, right? I mean, with those guys, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, that's that's as much control as you can get. All right, let's talk about the Padres. Uh, the Padres, what is the package that San Diego could put together to potentially uh, get Mike Rizzo to accept? So the I started writing this after Mackenzie Gore went on the IL, and right. and it, it scared me because Gore got hurt in the minors. He was supposed to come up like a while ago, and he had injury setbacks, and he just was struggling, and then he was really good this year, and then he got hurt. And I'm like, there's small injury history coming. And the Nats already have an injury history pitcher named Steven Strasburg. And I do not want to deal with that again. So I right. was like, how, what could the Padres give up that is worth Gore? So I, I chose a player, which makes sense because he could become expendable that they probably won't gonna give up. I, I built this package around Jake Cronenworth. He's young. Mm. He can play all infield positions. He's struggling this year compared to last year. But he is a piece you build around. And then in addition to that, uh, CJ Abrams, the top prospect who just graduated, uh, he's struggling right now, but part of the reason he's struggling is he's not getting the playing time because, you know, the Padres are in win now mode and they don't have right. the time to spend on him. We've seen this before. He would flourish in DC with the, by that, I mean, he would have plenty of playing time. Playing time. Yeah. And, and low if, pressure too. low pressure mm -hmm. to get yourself. Going. And then Robert Hassel, the third James Wood and Jackson Merrill, three of their top four prospects. So, I, again, I went with two MLB-ready players and three of their top five prospects because it's Juan Soto, for crying out loud, and A.J. Preller. He missed out on Scherzer and Turner last year. He, of all people, feels the pressure, and he would be willing to give up more than the other two teams, in my opinion. All right, so one, you know, one team, I, I, I think some Nats fans would have PTSD with that trade last year. I mean – I still don't love that trade for Josiah Gray and for KB Ruiz. I, I think the Nationals, I've been, I've been on record a bunch saying this. I think they could have gotten maybe that all for one of those guys. Um, I think Trey Turner is with both, worth both those players for the amount of time they gave mm -hmm. up Trey Turner for. Uh, that's just me. A given max to, I mean, yikes. Wow, it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot. You're, you're forking over there. Um, what you know this time you'd have to be going and say all right we're gonna we're gonna take it all right we're we're not we're not accepting guy you know we're we're gonna we're gonna rob the farm here so what guys did you put down you know i'm looking at it now but explain to the folks this this is a lofty lofty trade yeah this one um yeah i i, I went with what you said because last year i said it on your show before like right after the trade went down nat should have gone gavin lux in addition to everything else i got from Soto and Turner, or for Scherzer and Turner, and they didn't. This time around, the top two pieces would be Dustin May, who's coming off Tommy John surgery, but has already shown that he he's an ace. Like, he has ace potential right there. And Gavin Lux, who's hitting over 300 right now for the Dodgers. And then they also, the Dodgers also give up their top three prospects, Diego Cartaya, Bobby Miller, and Michael Bush. And now Nats, fan, Nats fans probably be like, well, we already have Caber Ruiz. Why would they trade for Diego Cartaya? You draft for bats, and you find them a position later. I don't care where he plays. His bat is absurd. He has power. Like the Nats really don't have a lot of power prospects right now, besides Brady House and Elijah Green, who's yet to you know well, play. And their and their assets. I mean, think about mm -hmm. it like this. You know, why did why would they get K. Barrett Ruiz and uh, Will Smith on the same team? Well, yeah, you know right? what? They're assets to have. Why did the Mets? Uh, you know, why they while they have Francisco Alvarez, would they go and get Kevin Parada? Well. 
as an asset. They're, these guys are not, you know, it's not just he's blocked at a position. They're assets that you can use down the line. If they are blocked, you know, they're, they're, they could be useful trade chips or just generally speaking, they can be trade chips. You know, I mean, I don't expect all of these guys, they get to become and flourish and become wonderful Washington Nationals. Some of these guys could end up on other teams in deals that help the Nationals get better whenever that is down the road. Yeah, I agree. And um, for fans that aren't familiar with the three prospects I just named, they're all on MLB Pipeline's top 100. Do mm-hmm. I think any three of these teams do any of these deals? Absolutely not, which is fine because as you and I talked about, they still have two years of control left. But this is the type of packages you go for Juan Soto. Nothing less than this because he's already proven he's better than 90% of the league at 23. Like he was two Silver Sluggers, World Series title, homers off of Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Like he's done it all. And this is the type of packages, all three of these, that you aim for. The Nats have all the leverage. They have mm-hmm. all of the leverage in the situation. There is nobody pressing them. He is still he'll still be useful somebody to somebody in this offseason. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's it's not that hard, folks. It's really not that hard with this kind of stuff. But the Nats should not feel any pressure, in my opinion, to make something happen immediately. Um, all right, so. Just, just saying, you know, like this. These are always weird, weird series, right? These series that happen during the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really weird situation. But we'll wrap up here with this. What are you looking for during this Met series, or are we all going to be doing the same thing, Max, where the TV is on, but our our faces are buried in our phones and laptops because we are looking at Twitter and constantly refreshing it uh, until tomorrow night? Well. This Nats Mets fans series is interesting. One, Scherzer's pitching against the Nats. Yep. But most importantly, Jacob Legrom will be making his season debut. If you're a gambler, please just gamble, bet everything in the Mets, overs and strikeouts, the over for like the whatever it is, bet everything Mets. Like Jacob Legrom might actually give them uh, no hit the Nationals. Like they're running a Half of a triple-A roster right now. He's back. I don't care. This is not going to be pretty. Uh, actually, I might give the – I was going to say the other way on this because you remember the, the, he is the no-decision king, right? The, yeah, that is the, true. The Mets the famously always dog Jacob deGrom. So I bet he comes out and gives him seven shutout innings or, you know, maybe seven innings of one-run ball, 10Ks, and it'll be like, you know, a, a solo home run from Nelson Cruz if he's still on the team at that point in time. Yeah. A solo home run from, you know, from uh, Lane Thomas is the difference as the, as the net, uh, you know, the Mets are following one, nothing, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's actually something cool that we'll actually get to see. That's, you know, aside from the trade deadline, because it's been all trade deadline talk. So good to see Max coming back. Also, it'll be good to see DeGrom yeah, once again. DeGrom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a reminder of like, wow, they, they made this happen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to get to the front three, right? This is Max. It's going to be Max, Jake, and then Chris Bassett. And so it's actually, ter- it's really funny that it took, it won't, it, Took till July one for the Mets to get their big three the pitch all together. Yeah, and they're still in first place. Yeah. One more word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends from Bet Online and BetOnline.net. Bet Online is the place to be for all of your action for Major League Baseball, for F one, NASCAR, MMA, boxing. NFL and college football futures, all of it at BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. They have a new sleek interface that all of you guys will find very easy to use and to manage. So once again, BetOnline 
and betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Yeah, it, it took August one. It took, yeah, it took August, August one, not July. August one. It, it takes until now for them to get all these guys in. So it's it's pretty crazy. We'll get still to in that. first place. And, and I think what will be interesting is we might see the Nats adds or you know lose some players throughout mm-hmm. the course of the series, and we'll see the Mets maybe pick up some players. So by Wednesday, the teams could look drastically different than they do uh, right now, which will be interesting. We but, could see Josh Bell maybe even walk across the diamond. Yeah, might take, might take so, a trip yeah, across. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's still in play at this point. All right, Max, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Check us out, Dish on Deck. I will be covering the upcoming trade deadline and writing everything about uh, who the Nats give up and what they have coming back. And then I will be writing about the rest of the season. Check me out on Twitter, Maxman Raymond. Talk anything DC sports. And once again, man, thanks for having me back. Appreciate your time as always, Max Raymond. We will have coverage as well coming up on Locked On Nationals. It's going to be a busy time. Uh, strap in, folks.